Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now tuned in to the TKB Report. I'm your host, K. Langevine, and today's guest is most definitely a friend to the show. Uh, yeah. He is uh, an author extraordinaire. He has published two books that speak to the pride of where he's come from. One being Hey Tuskegee. Yeah, yeah. As he is a proud alum. Another being Hello Grandma, as he is proud of his heritage, being from the Bahamas. Ladies and gentlemen, help me in welcoming Mr. Robert Constant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that's how that's how it's done. Move my mouth. Since we're not gonna be going to homecoming, you gotta you know get in somehow. This, this gonna be your homecoming right here. I know that. <laughs> you gotta make the best of what you got. So let me let me ask you, man. I um. When I asked you about your intro music, you know, that's something new that I'm trying, I'm trying to get to. Yeah. When, when, I, when I looked it up, every video that I saw was, the students seemed to show a tremendous amount of pride mm -hmm. when that song came on. Oh, yeah. um, speak to me about your experience being a Tuskegee alum, uh, you know, being from the the islands, speak to me about your experience. You know, as a young as a as a young scholar trying to figure out his life, attending uh, Tuskegee University. I tell you, Tuskegee is uh, incredible because when you're coming from a city and then you go to Tuskegee, I mean, you're talking the rule of the rules. Um, but it's like you're in a time machine. It really is because you get the campus. And you're walking around, and there's just this feeling like something, something big happened here. You know, like you, you just know it. And then once you obviously learn a little bit more about the history of Tuskegee, who was there, um, there's this pride. So that's what you see in the video. What you're seeing is, you know, undergrads having a great time at a game. But that's the Tuskegee spirit. When you're walking around, I got on my Tuskegee shirt now. If I walk around and I see another person from Tuskegee or they see me, man, we gonna, we gonna see each other like we've known each other for years. We may not have gone to school at the same time, but that's the Tuskegee spirit. People just love the school and they love being around each other and being on campus, there's a pride and some mm. pride in the history. And it's, it's a pride that says, this is what excellence looks like. And you can set that bar as well. So I think we're all very proud of that. And we're all trying to mimic that excellence that happened that came before us. All right. So when, so before going to Tuskegee, what was your <laughs> knowledge of Tuskegee? And did you know of the rich history that Tuskegee had uh, prior to you, uh, you know, stepping foot on campus? Yeah. I was I was fortunate because we had some Tuskegee alumni in our family. My cousin 
was a veterinarian. He came out of the vet school, uh, which Tuskegee educates every three out of four black vets. So if you see a black vet, 75% of the time they went to Tuskegee. Because <laughs> that's just, that's what we do. We, we, we train some of the best vets in the world. But I was, I knew about Tuskegee, not only through him, but also my great grand aunt played tennis at Tuskegee when black folks couldn't play in the other tournaments around the country. So they would have these tournaments where African-Americans, the best tennis players in the world would get together and they would play. And Tuskegee was a place that hosted a lot of those events. Um, and so that's, I, I was able to, to find that information out and it's like, and I had that connection. So I'm not saying that was the only reason, but it's one of those things that you feel like, well, if my, if it's good enough for my family, it's good enough for me. All right. So with, with the history being so rich, right. Was, mm -hmm. so Tuskegee has produced some, some great, uh, great people that have gone on to do some amazing things in, yeah. in all uh, walks of life. Uh, with yeah. the history being so rich, did that, did that add any added pressure for you to excel? Like, is there that, that attitude of, you know, I'm walking amongst the ghost of Tuskegee past mm -hmm. and, or is it the presence of Tuskegee past? Like another question I wanted to ask, how do, how does Tuskegee keep the legacy of their alum alive? And do they go, do a great job of that? And does that add to your, your zest and your, your, your motivation to do, to, to excel? Yeah, I think we do a good job of keeping that tradition alive. In fact, I would love to see us just do more of that. Um, when I've, I've worked at lots of different institutions across the country, and you know, some of those places got a lot of history, and nobody ever says we should stop talking about Thomas Jefferson at the University of Virginia. Nobody says that. When you walk on campus, you see his name. You see, I mean, you know that this was his university. You get that at Tuskegee. But what I'm saying is I would love to see that in our marketing materials. I would love to see that in brochures, online, constantly talking about the excellence of Booker T. Washington and what that represents. So we do a great job, but I think we could all, always do more in that, in that respect. Absolutely. I, I, I was looking up some, some uh, past uh, legends. Mm -hmm. um, that attended Tuskegee, and some of them I didn't know, like B Betty Shabazz, Shabazz, yeah, right? Yep. There, yep. uh, Lionel Richie. Oh, yeah. Oh, who, who knew? Tuskegee through and through. He Tuskegee um, through and through. Yeah. Uh, uh, Keenan Ivory Waynes. Keenan Ivory Waynes, yep, absolutely. And one that you speaking about a vet, I'm, I'm about to tell my age, and maybe yours too. Uh, <laughs> Danielle Spencer, yep, aka D, D, D from D. What's Happening. Yep. Yep. If there's what's anyone happening? who was born like in the '80s and '90s, they may not know yeah. anything about what's happening. Yeah, damn. That was that was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, favorite episodes when she told the the uh, the guy that it was Jackass Meat. The Jackass Meat episode was my, <laughs> <when> my <laughs> but D was yeah, cold, man. Yeah. So you you guys have had, and now you can add Robert Constant to the list of many greats that have attended 
uh, Tuskegee. Um, That's what we hope because <laughs> because now now I want you to start talking about the book Hate Tuskegee and how that came about. Yeah. The book Hate Tuskegee, I think, has been in my mind for a number of years. Um, I was, I've always worked with colleges and universities, and many of those universities had children's books about the university. And every time I would read one, the, the first thing I would say is, man, they need to create something like this for Tuskegee. I would always say that until I got to the point where it was like, they, who is they? Like, why can't I do it? And I think the only thing that was keeping me from doing it was just fear of, you know, would Tuskegee alumni embrace it? Would people go, this guy's not a writer. You a fundraiser. What you know about writing? And then, you know, the opportunity came where I had some time and I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and do it. And I just, I took a weekend and wrote it. And then I started to do some more research. And that process turned into like a year long process of me just, you know, interviewing alumni and friends and scholars and reading and, and just trying to get a sense of how to write a children's book um, for such a prominent university that people just love. You know, there, there are people across this world that I've met. I've been walking around with Tuskegee shirts for over 25 years. And I'm telling you, I see people from around the world who are like from Germany and they're like, I've been to Tuskegee. Like, how did you get to Tuskegee? <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, because I wanted to see the Tuskegee Airmen Museum or I wanted to go see Booker T. Washington's you know, home or I wanted to go see George Washington Carver's um you know, where he did all of his uh, experiments, you know, and it's like, wow. wow, you got people from around the world coming to this place just to be part of the history and to see what it was all about. So that that was scary, taking that on. So there, there's something that you're leaving out. And I want to say that that's a bit of flossing, but I get it. You wrote that book in a weekend. I wrote the initial piece in the weekend. Okay. And then I took uh, it took about a year to like get it right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to um, get it right. Yeah. And with with you with you writing that book, getting that yep. big book published, that was a trailblazing experience because, if I'm not mistaken, that's the first of its kind. It's the first officially licensed children's children's book, book of its and kind. So, yeah. So the university gets ten percent of every book I sell. Mm. Yeah. So. They're getting something back. Um, we get a chance to promote the school. And I think I think that's what's what I don't say is, yeah, I wanted to create a children's book, but I wanted to create some marketing material, really. Okay. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's like this is something that you can give to a library, you can give to a school. Everyone can buy the book and either keep it or give it away or read it to kids. So you're spreading the, the the history and the passion and the spirit of Tuskegee. Like, that's what I wanted to accomplish. And we're slowly but surely doing that, which is great because I'm getting alumni, I'm getting friends who they'll, they'll send me pictures of their kids reading the book and, and singing the songs. And I'm telling you, every time I get one of those, it's like, <laughs> it make you want to cry, man, seriously, Whoa. because... You go, I mean, if somebody would have said, man, 
Rob, one day you're going to write a children's book about Tuskegee and people don't like it. I would have been like, I don't see that happening, but it happened. And uh, we've done well with it. So Tuskegee people support, man. That's that's really what it comes down to. Without yeah. them supporting and and we've been driving around the country and you get people who just, they'll be like, let me get a box of books. And you're like, what? <laughs> do you? You know, they fifteen dollars a piece. And they're yeah. Like, yeah, let me get a box. Let me like, get that. Oh, let me get okay. that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you since since um you introduced me to a ball and parlay. Mm-hmm. I can't get the song out of my head, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> like, what what's the process? Like, incoming freshmen, do they make them learn that song before they can? <laughs> move on or i think i think a lot of the kids learn the song before they get there because they've heard of it okay many of them have been on trips and it's just one of those things that as they call it the shed okay everybody knows about the shed man and so it's one of those things that you like all right you know let me make sure that i learn this song and then all the other songs that we sing you just you learn them as the games go by so in september you may not know not one song by October, you know all the songs. Oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's 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 a rite of passage, you know. And and I think the students get there two three hours before the game to get their spot, and you just gotta. It's just a fun experience. It's probably the best um, college football atmosphere in Division Two. Okay, I would say in the whole in all in the, of football, but in the country, now okay. I'll say definitely Division Two. And possibly um, in HBCUs. Now I know we got some great <clears throat> FAMU and Jackson State and Tennessee State and Southern, and I know they live too. But our student section for the size of our school, you can't beat that. You you can't beat it. You can't beat it. All right. So uh, first of all, I want to um, not first of all, but I want to take the opportunity to congratulate you on the success of the book, congratulate you on how well it's been received and congratulate you on putting together a book, creating, creating in a sense, uh, marketing a flyer for a black university. Uh, Mm -hmm. Myself working in education for over 15 years. Okay. We rarely ever um, promote black colleges and universities and I mean, for a plethora of reasons, you know, financial yeah. aid and, you know, yep. they don't really give scholarships or whatnot. However, where there's a will, there's a way. But I, we, we rarely ever promote uh, HBCUs, much less in high school. So, you know, they're not being promoted in middle schools and grammar schools. And what your book represents is exposure to young kids Yep. at an early age so that they can know about Tuskegee University. They can know about right. Tuskegee, Alabama. They can know about Booker T. Washington. They can yeah. learn about uh, uh, George Washington Carver. George they can Washington. learn about, you know, all of the things that Tuskegee has uh, contributed to the world. That's and right. so I want to, I want to salute, I want to salute you uh, for, for creating <laughs> such a, such a, a book that, that has, so much symbolism that goes along with it other than being a great read. Cause my kids 
we we actually bought the book. My kids love the book. Thank you. Know, you the, thank you. The thank mother you. just, you know, commented on it not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah. So so thank you for that. Thank you, thank y'all for support, man. It it means everything to be able to have something in your mind, go ahead and and write it, do it, get it published, and then to have somebody say, "Man, I I really dug that." I don't care if it's two people. Um, to be honest, I wasn't sure how many people would like the book, but the fact that you get people who give you positive um, mm -hmm. reinforcement and, and feedback, man, it, it means the world. It, it really does. For anybody who's like, oh, I don't care if nobody buy the book, they lying. <laughs> they, they lying. They lying. lying. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, you don't do it just to sell books. You do it because you got something to say and you want to have an impact. <clears throat> You want, I would love for 18 years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, for a kid to say, man, you know, it's nice meeting you. I found out about Tuskegee through a book called Hey Tuskegee. And mm -hmm. man, you know, I, it just, it made me ask questions. And, you know, it was one of those things that it, it made me go, you know, maybe I should, I should think about that. Consider. Yeah, Absolutely. Consider. Uh, you know, and that's the sort of thing that that's the sort of impact that that I dream about is is really being able to educate young folks. Because, you know, what George Washington Carver did for science, like if you if you read any of these agricultural books about planting and the things that made a difference, you know, back in the 1900s, they all mention. George Washington. George Washington. I, I was watching a I was watching a show on peanuts, and you would you would think that he actually invented invented the peanut. <laughs> Man, they were like every every third word was like, well, you know, George Washington Carver. Well, you know, George Washington Carver. I was like, wow, you know. And I went to Tuskegee, and you know it. But it's when you see and hear the impact, and then you learn of Henry Ford coming down to Tuskegee to go see George Washington Carver, Henry Ford, a yeah. Ford Motor Company? Come on, man. Uh, you know, that that tells you everything you need to know. We're not talking 2020, okay? We're not talking today. We're talking back in the day, early 19th century. So, so it's, it, it's incredible, incredible what they were able to accomplish. So you're, you're, um, you're still connected very much so to... Tuskegee, correct? Yep, no doubt. And there was there was something that that happened. I don't know if it was recent or, but it was um something that involves. Can can you explain what what just went on with between yourself and Tuskegee and what Tuskegee has planned moving forward? Yeah, sure. So um, I am now going to be part of a, a young alumni group okay. with Tuskegee. So some folks are like, you ain't that young. It don't matter. <laughs> still fairly young okay in the grand scheme of things but um we're going to be working with the university to not only identify potential donors um but to assist where we can in encouraging more alumni to give and support you know like really making a case on behalf of the school so it's it's a volunteer effort i'm excited about it because it's pretty much what i do for my full-time job <laughs> i mean that's what i spend my time doing which is raising money. But being able to do that for your alma mater and to support them 
I think is just fantastic. So I'm just looking at helping them, whether it comes down to making homecoming an opportunity for folks to give more money or whether they are traveling to the Northeast and they want to have a dinner and they're trying to figure out who we should invite. And if there are folks who would be interested in hearing more about a campaign or a particular project to support, we would love to be able to, to help Tuskegee in that way and say, listen, you know, like we know of some folks that may have the ability to make a gift for some different things on campus. We want to put you two together and that's what we want to do. So we're, we're going to be doing that along with some other um, alumni who, again, be doing the same thing. It's, it's all about helping Tuskegee get to where we need to be. That's really what it comes down to. Now, I, um, I had a thought, <clears throat> this is maybe a year ago, that one of the reasons why it's so difficult to get funding to go to an HBCU is because of a lack of funding. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, one way to gain finances mm -hmm. is through sports. <clears throat> I had, I said to myself, if more black athletes says, you know what? I'm going to Tuskegee to play uh -huh. football, basketball. I'm going to Norfolk. I'm going to Hampton. And we made those schools just as powerful as the Dukes, the Kentuckys, the, the, yep. the Louisvilles, the yep. Michigan States, the yep. Michigans, that that would draw in more people, that would draw in more fi uh, 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 finances, that would draw in TV deals that pay millions per game. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? Because what I'm seeing is this year, they're – Two or three that I've seen, one committed to Howard, another one committed to another HBCU. Yep. So I'm hoping that that trend continues. Like, what are your thoughts on, on, on that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's so funny because uh, my wife and I talk about everything that's going on. And mm. some days you're like, man, it's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. Let's, let's just call it what it is. And then you go, no, nah, it's not. But this is what it, it took this to get to where I think we're going, which is a consciousness of these young players are going, okay, TV, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, television, radio, publicity, you know, all these things that people tell you, like, you got to go to these big schools to get. A lot of that is true because I've worked at those big schools. There ain't no question about that. But I think they're starting to understand that, man, when you're great, you're going to get there. It you, doesn't Walter matter Payton, where you are. Yeah. Walter Payton didn't go to, you know, Louisiana State. You know, Jerry Rice didn't go to Ohio State. Scotty you know, Pippen didn't go to. Come on, man. North Carolina, I mean, you know. No, so. he did not. No, he, he didn't even go to Arkansas. He went to <laughs> He went somewhere, uh, yeah. Pine Bluff. No, not yeah. Pine Bluff. He didn't go to Pine Bluff. Some, some small school. Yeah. But the point is, with social media, with just technology, man, it, I think it's if you got the talent, you will have the opportunity to play. And I think a lot of kids are starting to understand that, you know, my well-being mentally 
is just as important as my physical being because you go to you go to the big schools like Ohio State. Trust me, they got weight print programs and they got eighteen coaches for one thing. You you're not gonna get that at Central State. You're not gonna no. get that at Tuskegee. No, no, but no. what you are gonna get is a coach that truly cares about you um, and your well being and has made a commitment to you and your and, family and your family and can, and can see themselves in you. So they want they want the best for you. It's not about well, you come in and we use you and then, you know, we move on to the next brother. No, because they're part of this community. And I think that makes all the difference. And so I think I think you're getting a lot more HBCU grads who are going to say, listen, why don't you why don't you just put an HBCU on your list and you go visit? OK, like don't just dismiss it. And I yeah. think that's what's happening because people are taking those visits and those guys are going, hmm this looks like a place that I could feel comfortable. This looks like a place that nobody's going to question, oh, well, I'm not good enough to be here because I'm just playing ball. Yeah. You're not going to have those issues. We don't, we don't have those issues. So it's, that's, I think that's something that, I think that message is, is coming in. And I think you're going to see a wave of guys make the leap. And once those guys go to the pros, I'm telling you, it's it's gonna be a game changer, you know. And it's gonna be a game changer, but there's gonna be a lot of backlash, and all of a I'm sudden, sure. there's, there's gonna be a lot more rules in place. And everybody know what I'm talking about. Because... Well, well, you know what? That's just one more thing that we would have to overcome, and we, you know, we we are not we are not uh not foreign to to that. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah. So, hey, Tuskegee is a smash hit and it's going to continue to grow and so now we're going to move to your homeland <laughs> the bahamas man the bahamas tell yeah. us about the bahamas and what it means to you yeah the bahamas means a great deal to me um i was born in new york but six weeks later, I was in the Bahamas. Mm. And so I've been there since six weeks old, um, visiting, uh, spent a lot of time as a kid. I mean, it's just a very special place to me. Um, you know, when you grow up around a great grandmother, a grandmother, your mother, sister, and aunt, you know, um, it has a tremendous effect. So after I wrote Hey Tuskegee, I just thought it would be the last book, but, you know, I was just feeling this pull to represent the Bahamas and say something about, you know, traveling from the U.S. to, you know, the Bahamas, which has been something that I've been doing for years. And so, you know, I had an idea and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And I did it. And I'm glad I did uh, because it it's just a, a wonderful book that, talks a little bit about family, talks about culture. It talks about just a, a grandmother's relationship with their grandchildren and the fun that the kids have being able to leave this country, their, their country, but go visit another country that, you know, is part of who they are. And, uh, and that's what, that's what Hello Grandma is about. 
And so when I talk about, you know, picking fruit and going to the dock and having conch salad or, you know, group of fingers or, you know, or going to uh, Paradise Island or one of the other islands like Rose Island to go for a beach excursion, you know, the hang on the beach, um, this beautiful clear water, man, it's amazing. It, it's amazing. And every time I go, I feel like I'm so fortunate to be able to know and have family in this place that's so beautiful. And so it's, it's just, I, I had to, I had to represent and do something with that. The, the Bahamas over the past two years or so have uh, experienced some unfortunate uh, events. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us, tell us about what it is that you did during those times um, and was your family affected at all with with any of that? So uh, for the most part, most of, of my family's in Nassau. So they they missed out on the, the big storm that happened uh, last fall. But there was some family in Freeport. And I did have a cousin who basically lost his house and his, his business, uh, which was very unfortunate. And lots of other people did as well. Um, but it, it has had a, a, a impact on the country pre-COVID. Um, but then when you add in COVID, it's like, mm. you got to be kidding me. Like, it's just a bang, bang, you know, just bad after bad. But, you know, Bahamians are strong and they're hanging in there and doing what they can with what they got. Um, so we did have a chance to go to the Bahamas in February. We did a book launch. Um, and it was fantastic. Our book is in the, in the live, in not the library, but the, um, the airport in the Bahamas. So if anybody is traveling there the next couple of months, um, look for us in the bookstore and we had a great turnout. I mean, obviously my family came out, which was great, but we met a lot of new people and we got a lot of publicity, uh, with the new stations, NNS and, we were in the Tribune, um, the Nassau Guardian, which was great. You know, uh, you couldn't ask for more than that. And to be able to get that sort of attention for my second book uh, was fantastic. So um, even though there's been some difficult times down there, man, there's still a lot of joy and, and fun in promoting a place that you love. And that's a place that I would recommend to anyone. In fact, I had a colleague asked me the other day because they were watching some show on HGTV and they were talking about the Bahamas and they were like, this place is gorgeous. And I've been like, I keep trying to tell you. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm certainly one of these people who are trying to get more, more and more people to go down there. Obviously I want you to travel safe. Um, but you know, if you've got a chance, go to the Bahamas, man, it's three hours away um, from Newark. And I'm telling you, you go to Nassau, you're going to have a good time. People are not going to be stressing you. Um, it's a safe place to go. And I think if you get the opportunity to go to one of the other islands or what they call the outer islands, man, you're going you're gonna to love that. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to love that. My, love my, fam my family is uh... – of Guyanese descent, yeah, I was a GT yeah. Bonner. So, <laughs> when when my parents 
I were married early on. My father was a surveyor and he had an opportunity to work in the Bahamas. And my mother says that was one of the most amazing times, probably the most beautiful time in their marriage. They were married until death did them part, but she always spoke <clears throat> about their time in the, in the Bahamas uh -huh. and how special it was and how special the people were. And so um, I'm, I, I think I've been to the, yeah, I've been to the Bahamas. I flew to Miami. There you go. And a, and a part of the- My hometown. That whole package was to get a boat ride to the Bahamas. So it was a beautiful, beautiful place and I wish to get back there soon. Good. Uh, so now tell us, Hello Grandma has been well received and where does it, where, could you, where can we get the book? Okay, so you can get the book a couple different places. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Everything's on Amazon for sure these days. Hmm. But um, Amazon, you can get it on Barnes & Noble. You can go to Target. You can go to Walmart. Uh, We're on Walmart.com. We're on Target.com. BarnesandNoble.com and Amazon, and you can always go to my publisher, which is mascotbooks.com, or you could send me an email, and if you want a signed copy, I'll send one to you. So, you know, we're we always happy to do that. Uh, I asked that question because I wanted you to, to tell us how well it was doing, rated um, both the books, actually, within Amazon's different yeah. categories. So, Hey Tuskegee, cracked the top 100 several times um which was incredible but what was really crazy was um hello grandma kind of debuted on amazon as one of the hottest new children's books for latin american books they kind of lumped all the caribbean mm -hmm. and latin america together yeah. and it was on it was in the top 25 hot newest books for at least a month nice. which was, was shocking and then eventually we we became the number one release for uh, Bahamas Travel. And then okay. we were in the top five for Bahamas Travel. Uh, so the, the book did better than I expected. I mean, okay. I, honestly, I was like, listen, you know, if we get a chance to go down to Nassau and promote the book and some people buy it, great. But um, we were blessed to have a little bit more than that. You know, and with the publicity that we received, I think that really went a long way, man. And, you know, whether it was family or some of my new friends that I met with, with the Ministry of Education, I mean, they were publicizing the book and just saying how much they loved it. And so, again, it was just a, when folks get behind you, man, it's like, that's a blessing. And a lot of people got behind both of these books, which I think helped us you know get in that top 100 that coveted top 100 to say that you're technically a amazon bestseller so that's a beautiful that's yeah. a beautiful thing yeah brother I, yeah i just i just want to take the time out to say that i created this platform and we're going to get back to hello grandma but i created yeah, this fun. platform to to celebrate black excellence i created this yeah. platform to celebrate people who aren't in the mainstream, but who are doing amazing things mm -hmm. in all different realms of, of, of creativity yep. and in life, period. So we, 
it was created to give people their flowers while they're alive, to give people their praise while they can hear it and give people their, their celebration while they can experience it. So once again, salute to you on Hey Tuskegee, Hello Grandma, and, and cracking and being one of the, on the best sellers list for, for, for Amazon. And we hope and pray to see it get to the best sellers list Mm -hmm. uh, period. So I'm, you know, continued success on that. But uh, with, with Hello Grandma, what are the, one of the, the most favorite parts of writing a book like that? You know, the, the, my, my favorite part was the part where we, um, we, the kids go to Rose Island mm. and they get a chance to cook food right there on the beach. When I was growing up, that was to me like that to to this day. That's like the best. Okay. You know, to be able to go fishing and diving, whatever you catch, you cook and it's fresh. And you take your your seasonings, your pepper and salt and pepper and and onions and, you know, all of your accoutrements, cook that bad boy up and everybody's having a great time. It doesn't get any better. To me, it doesn't get any better than that. Mm. And that was my favorite part because um, James Zeger, who did who did all the illustrations, man, he captured that, man. He, he captured it in a way where I don't think there's one person that's seen that book who hasn't said, man, them illustrations was tight. On, on point. It, it, they really were on point. And it okay. just, it kind of brought everything together. So that's my, that's, that's my favorite because when I look at the water, he captured what that water looks like because it's it's glass. Mm. It's glass. You could see everything coming. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Wow. I have seen some. I have seen some. Uh, some some large fish <laughs> out there. Cows. Okay. So most most movies that hit the big screen, mm-hmm. somebody had to write it. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you being you being an author, if if you had the opportunity to write a script that would hit the big screen, what type of script would you write? Man, that's a good question. Man, I if I had, I, what man, type of story would it be? You know, I I. I think it would it would be the story about Tuskegee University and okay and Booker T Washington I mean and Lewis Adams people who played a critical role in the formation of the school like I think that would that would be very interesting because of how powerful um Booker T Washington was and how respected he was, um, he he was uh, he was the leader. He was a leader, and I think a lot of people would be intrigued at how he was able to build this school with all the money that he raised. I mean, they used to call him the Tuskegee Machine because mm-hmm. he was just so good at fundraising. Wow, you know. He was really great at fundraising. So it's like we got this legacy 
And man, we need to tell it. You know, we need to talk more about those nuances. There is there is definitely a movie in there. Um, that's the story I would love to tell so that young people could say, man, if he was able to do that with that, with those type of resources, imagine what I could do, mm. you know, and that's what you want to do. It's all about inspiring people. I was inspired to write the book because of the people who came before me and you want to inspire the next generation. You want people to go, man, who I need to find out more about this Booker T. Washington, you know, yeah. what, was, what was up with him? Yeah. And what we haven't mentioned is Booker T. was born a slave. So when people talk about the American dream, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you can get better than that. Mm. The, a, a gentleman that was born a slave is the first person invited to the White House. He's the first black person invited to the White House. And so that you can't tell me that's not the American. That is the American. That's the American dream right there. Yes. To go from where he was to that point where he's fundraising with the Rockefellers of the world, they giving him money like, man, you do. I love what you're doing. I mean, that's we trying to fundraise now, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so to be able to have that sort of cachet and leadership and to make a case for your school, um, it's incredible. You, you know what? Listening, listening to you speak so passionately about uh, your allegiance to Tuskegee, it, it actually is encouraging me to have more segments like this so that more people can see what Tuskegee has to offer, more people can see the type of wonderful individuals that Tuskegee produces. Um, They can see what opportunities present themselves if they give Tuskegee a chance. I'm actually noticing that hat is, looks like a, like some memorable, memorabilia from, from Tuskegee, correct? Yeah, it is. It's, it's uh, one of our fellow classmates, class of 2004. It goes by G-Belts. It's basically a, a, a golf brand. Okay. And you can look him up, uh, G-Belts. I think it's like gbelts.com, man. But he makes all this stuff, and, you know, we support. I mean, and he supported me. I support him. And I think that's what it's about. It's, mm. it's about creating a, an environment where you have people who are not trying to outdo each other what they're trying to do is to show how talented each of us are and how we can build stronger communities, you know, and stronger families. Cause if you do that, man, you'll, you'll have what I think Tuskegee university is all about. It's all about community. It is all about community. Well, listen, when, when you write the movie, right. And, um, who, who would you have to play the lead? <laughs> you know, because my sister is a big fan of uh, who, who we call the the Black Double O Seven. It Idris Elba. It, it I would to love to. Play. I would love to play. But oh, not oh, not me. Okay, all right. So continue. Oh, continue. Oh, oh, you know what? <laughs> Yeah, Kurt, you know, I was thinking about you first. You, I thought you said you, you didn't want to do this movie. You want to yeah. do the next movie. 
Okay. All right, Kirk. Yeah. Now I'll con I will concede to Idris Elba. I will concede okay. to him. Okay. Okay. All right. Most yeah, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I, I. I mean, he played Nelson Mandela, so he could play Booker T. Washington. He killed it in Nelson Nelson Mandela as well. So that's all I'm saying. That's all. I'm he saying. killed it. He killed it. I'll concede to that. Yeah. Most definitely. And we want people to go see it. You know, we want all everybody to go see it. And they definitely gonna see it if he in it. <laughs> I see. I see. Island melts the woos said Idris Elba before you said it. So. Oh, yeah, no, no. She, she, <laughs> she on that. She said, oh, okay. look, look, she, when she was watching The Wire and once his character was out of the situation, she was like, man, I, I, I'm, I'm done with The Wire because he, you know, that's all so, my eye candy. <laughs> so, somebody else? Oh, that's your sister, Island Melts. That's okay. Sister, What's up, sis? One shout out, Monica, Quash, Kyle. Shayla, thank you all for checking in. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, man. We appreciate it. Uh, Kizzy, I saw you. Appreciate you. My man, Dame, appreciate you. Um, okay. So I, I normally run out of time when I do these things. And I, I just want to take the time out to say I greatly appreciate you taking the time out to be a guest on the platform, to be a guest on the show. Uh, I think you, you're doing some amazing things. I just Thank wanted you. to give you a chance to to speak to the things that you're doing. I wanted to give you a chance to showcase your talent. Um, not you. a not a lot of us uh, do that for one another. You yep. you alluded earlier to people being in competition, and my thing is, if we all work together, uh, the the competition will be us. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So agree. Uh, Thank th Thank you for that. Uh, and tell the people again where they can get uh, your your books at what platforms. Yeah, tell the people again, just in case. Yeah, you they, you could always get my books on Amazon.com. That's number one. Number two, you can always go to uh, BarnesandNoble.com. That's www.bn.com. And we're always on Walmart and Target.com. Yes, yes. Well, listen, Rob, just so that we don't get cut off, because I'm mm -hmm. new to this game just like you are. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to – is there anything specific with Tuskegee that's going on that people should know about? Well, the thing I would say is um, the number one thing is don't mm -hmm. forget schools like Tuskegee uh, and what they mean in our culture and history. Places like Tuskegee are so important. Because if you didn't have people like George Washington Carver, we may not have some of the crops we got today. Uh, one of the biggest things that he did was he taught farmers around the South how to use certain crops and when to plant. I mean, you talking about, everybody talks about STEM. Everything is STEM, STEM, STEM. Man, George Washington Carver is STEM. <laughs> you know, and so when you think about those things, teach young people don't just teach them one one side of the story. Teach them about people like George Washington Carver and Booker T. Washington, who really who really had to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. I mean, these mm. were folks who they didn't have nearly as much as as we do, and they were very successful. And so, you, I think getting to know them, reading to the children, young children, reading to them, and having them. Um, understand the impact that they've made and what excellence looks like, I think is so important. So when I think of Tuskegee, I think of excellence, and that's what I want 
to pass on to the next generation is, you know, you set the tone. You are the person that can push the limit. And there's so much more that you can do. Continue to dream. Continue to believe in yourself. And always work for the good of good of uh, of society. And I think you you gonna be just fine. <laughs> and I just want to say shout out to the Caribbean, to the Bahamas, to Guyana, to Trinidad, to Barbados, right. to you know. So, Rob, thank you once again. Oh, thank you, brother. No, um, thank you. Let me say thank you for giving me this platform and an opportunity. Every time you know we get together, we're always talking about things that we're doing and this is excellent because this is the first time I've done this been interviewed like this so I really appreciate it man this hey is man I, 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 I appreciate that I appreciate you for coming on and we will talk sooner than later but listen continue success and uh, we gotta we gotta schedule this again all right so ladies and gentlemen it. Robert Constant thank you thank you thank you love you all peace have a good one peace all right